What's happening, Shutter Nation? Happy Tuesday. I am Heather Siegel Leonard, head of the ER Shred Board, and so excited to be here filling in on the Shred Your Body call for episode number 72. That's right, we are 72 uh, episodes long. I can't believe that we've been around this song. It's amazing. So if you're here, drop a comment. Let us know where you're calling in from. Tonight, I am super excited because I get to dig in with an ISA body uh, finalist, Miss Kathy Peters. She started to share some stuff on our come alive call last week and we get to dig deeper into that story so without further ado let me bring miss kathy peters into the call hello my beautiful friend who's hello. two o'clock in the afternoon in hawaii this it is how are you doing good miss kathy's gonna teach me about time zones because i don't know how to do them oh i'm not the right person for that <laughs> i'm most <laughs> terrible i have friends in Montana, Ohio, Illinois, Iowa, and I'm like, just tell me what time that is Eastern time. And then I said, I did track eight. I'm good. That's all I know. That's fantastic. That's it. It's just a mind block. You know how to well, mind blocks that time. The good thing is us shutters don't need to know our time zones. We can always catch the replays on the YouTube channel if we don't know how True. to tell them. Unless you're being interviewed, then it becomes an issue. Yeah. Minor details. We're good. We're good. So, Kathy, welcome. Why don't you tell, I, I mean, I've already referenced that you're in Hawaii, but where in Hawaii are you calling in from? Tell us a little bit how you got there. Um, I am on the island of Kauai in Kalaheo, which is the west southwest side. Um, Randy and I got married here in 2003 and decided that snow sucked and we were never going to live in Ohio for very long. So one year later, we moved back here. Because when we landed in Ohio, it was a blizzard, and my sister had to drop me off at the end of the street, and we had to take our luggage through three feet of snow, uphill barefoot to snow. That was my dad's story. Three feet of snow to our to our door, and we just kind of looked at each other and said, this is just ridiculous, because we just came from here for two weeks, and it rained the entire time we were here, but it was warm. So we... Figured it out, and uh, I got a job with Harley Davidson um, on the phone. I said, do I need a contract or something? Like, do I just show up? Just show up for work. And I thought, well, that's scary. Okay, so I did. So I went from this really nice law office where I worked to this um, very, uh, what shall I say? I think there were mice living there, big mice that have a different name than mouse. They weren't, they were... It was, it was an incredible change for me, but you know, I got to wear jeans to work and Harley Davidson t-shirts and for four years, it was fun. A lot of fun. There you go. Shift, shifting okay. things, right? Yeah. It was, and, it was a great experience. And so you embraced the change because you had the climate you wanted, right? We did. And we had some friends here that we had met on vacation that helped us, helped me find a job. Randy got a job. We got a house. We gutted it. Um, Randy's a builder by trade and, um, that was fun. So it was just fun. We met nice people and it's been great. I have no and, complaints. And there's people like me who say I'm inviting myself over to visit. So that's great. Oh, no, I invited you personally just now you're invited personally and you're all witnesses. So when I start sending pictures from Hawaii, you all know why. Well, we have a couple people 
that have been here that I've met through ER Shred and a couple people from Ice Body, which is how this whole thing started. Um, but uh, yeah, we've had plenty of people come and it's been fun. They That's stay with awesome. us. We don't care. We're easy to get along with. As long as you have beef and butter, it's all good. Right. That's all we do have. <laughs> what are you bringing, beef and butter? Okay. <laughs> Love it. So Hello. you gave us a little bit about your bio growing up, but can you share some more with us about that? Dig into that and okay. share that with those who didn't read it beforehand? Sure. Um, my mom was very involved in weight loss. She was probably five foot tall and I think weighed 220. And she was just a hardworking matronly mom. And she was always on Weight Watchers. So I grew up with liver and onions, John. And um, every organ meat, my parents always bought half a cow or a whole cow maybe. And we ate tongue and liver and brains. And she would just disguise it all. And I, I never knew anybody else didn't do that. So um, we all were forced to do that, whether we liked it or not. And it didn't really bother me, but I never saw the longevity of her diet plan working for her because she kept gaining the weight back and then she'd lose the weight and then she gained the weight. And then I saw her taking like some kind of diet supplement pills and I think they were chocolate square things. And I just saw all these weird things hanging around. And um, I think back in the day, there was even some kind of non-prescription speed that people used to take. And I thought, God, that can't be healthy. And she died at age 58, which is younger than I am now. So I was only 18. And I really think that her yo-yo dieting had a lot to do with her early death. So she was playing Scrabble and drinking beer with her sister. And she just had a brain aneurysm and died. So good for her to die that way, right? Who, who wouldn't want to have a no, non-painful death? But it was totally devastating for us. Yeah. And um, so I just decided that I was never going to do that yo-yo thing. It's either I'm going to stay pudgy or I'm just going to get fit and be that way the rest of my life. So kind of went the other way and um, didn't eat enough. And I was pretty, pretty thin, but I never really had a disorder or anything like that. But I could have very, I could see how somebody could fall into that. So I was, so I, I had I, I, I want to pause though, and I want to go back to what you were, you were eating all of the meat and the organs and everything, which we know is very nutrient dense. So was it how it was served or was it what it was served no, with? Or? It was food pyramid from way back when you had a starch, you had a, veg a vegetable, you weighed everything. There was this huge amount of other stuff, you know, and, and whole milk and skim milk and blends cereal and just things with a lot i mean there's a lot of sugar a, a lot of sugar was being served and you know when you when you crave food and you're sitting around watching tv and you get the popcorn out and the chips out and then everybody just says oh well we'll start over tomorrow that was kind of the way it was in my family eating in front of the television um eating at the table then as i got older we stopped doing that and um we just became really professional snackers mm. and cereal, cereal in front of TV watching Gilligan's Island, if you even know what that is. But yes, um, I do. <laughs> that's what we did. And we were so excited if we got permission to watch TV and eat eat something. So 
it was, it was just a food was just really, um, the center of attention. It was the center of every social gathering. The first year after my mom passed away, we had a Thanksgiving dinner and everybody made pizzas. Is that a step in the wrong direction or what? But nobody was, everybody was afraid to like cook a big, huge Thanksgiving dinner because we knew it wasn't going to be the same. So it just kind of went downhill and we just kind of got sloppy. And uh, I tried really hard to stay on top of it and had a couple, couple kisses with um, being on the obese scale. You know, I lost 50 pounds, um, but I, I didn't really gain that much weight until I, until I moved here. But I was a pudgy kid up until about sixth grade, eighth grade maybe, and um, lost weight by just starving myself to death because I didn't want to be fat. And so I just have had had this experience my whole life with being involved with weight loss and then and then just looking at my mom's skin of of um I mean she'd move and she would laugh. She'd say, look, my skin's following me. And she she just had this droopy skin. I mean when you lose a hundred pounds, what do you expect your skin to do? So right. I thought, oh I don't I don't think I like that. So I just decided I wasn't going to do that. So when I found Isogenics in 2013, it found me. Um, I dove in. I thought this has got to be easier than what I'm doing, what I'm trying, you know, over-exercising and under-eating like everybody. Right. So. so you said, you know, you were the pudgy kids up to sixth to eighth grade. How was that? Because I work with eighth grade. Um, awful. But I had a sense of humor through it all, and I knew I was pudgy, and I knew I wasn't going to stay pudgy. So um, the joke was kind of—I mean, I—I I don't know. I was—I think in everybody's mind that I went to school with, I was always the pudgy kid. So everybody that I dated in high school was from a different school because in their mind, I was always the pudgy kid. But I mean, I like to have fun, and we had a lot of fun, and. I was always one of those kids that um, I stayed out of trouble till I hit my twenties. So I just, I just, I don't know. I didn't fit in anywhere. I didn't fit with the skinny kids. I didn't fit with the fat kids. I wasn't smart. I wasn't dumb. I wasn't athletic, but I played softball. I don't know. I didn't fit anywhere. I had curly, gross curly hair, which didn't help and braces and probably zits. I don't remember, but I always thought I had good friends and we had a lot of fun. I mean, we, we would laugh. I don't remember ever being sad. So, but I was alone a lot too, because my, my parents had my grandparents living with us. So we had three generations living in our house, one with Alzheimer's. And we, um, we would take turns at night. We were in charge of grandpa. So he always seemed to have bowel problems when it was my turn. But that's okay, because it, it set me up for knowing how to handle that, you know? and um. I had a good upbringing and I had lots of love around me and I learned a lot about what not to do nutritionally. I knew what didn't work, but I didn't know what did work. Ah. Ah. Ooh, you can use that. <laughs> you knew what didn't work, but you didn't know what did work. Uh -huh. Why do you think that is? Um, because I never saw anybody able to sustain their weight loss. Doing Weight Watch, I mean, not, not, nothing against Weight Watchers. It's great for whoever it works for, but it just didn't work for me. Um, I just couldn't see living my life always constantly worried about what I was putting in my mouth. And I just, I just, um, when I found Isogenics, it was so much easier. 
even though I still was careful with it because of the meal that you ate, um, I had great success with it. But um, when we moved, we moved into a different house on the island and kind of fell off the side of the earth because my home gym didn't come with us. And we went across the street from a gym, so I stopped being active and then packed 25 pounds back on. And that's when ER shred. I lost my job and then ER shred, kaboom, into, into my face. And it was honestly the best timing because I really could pour myself into the group, which was what I did first. And I read every single one of your Shreducator videos. And I thought, my God, this is organized. Who organized this? I should find out who this is. She's brilliant. And it was you and Susan and all of the people. But um, I did. I went from one to all the way through. I checked them off as I saw them, you know, and I made sure I didn't miss any. And some of them, I, I mean, Randy is like, what are you doing? I said, I'm just, I'm educating myself. I'm, I think I'm going to try this. This is all I'll do it. Because he knew that if he didn't, he'd starve to death. So he just, he just did it with me. So I want to go back a little bit before the ER shred because you were an ISA body finalist. So for those who are new to our community, can you talk a little bit more about that in you know that transition from not knowing what does work until finding isogenics where you started to have your success and you became mm -hmm. an ISA body finalist? Mm -hmm. Can you share more on that? Sure. Um I Started in January of 2013, 50 pounds overweight with heavy determination. Because again, I saw this horrifying picture of myself. And um, the person that enrolled me said, this will work for you. You're doing it. And I did not have the money to do it. But I found the money. And I ordered the 30-day. And within three days, three days, two shakes a day and one meal, I thought, wow, this is going to work for me. I don't feel hungry. And then I tried to do a cleanse day. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Just one cleanse day. It was I massive fail. Massive fail. All right. But let's talk. So if you could put yourself back to that day three person, mm -hmm. and you're thinking about the person who says, I can't afford this nutrition, mm -hmm. what would you say to them now? Um figure it out because you can't afford it. Number one, because you don't buy the stuff at the store. You're replacing two meals with about a $4 shake after it's delivered. I mean, with a pro. Um, I used to say $3.47, but it's different now. And um, you can't eat for that. You can't get the macronutrients and the nutrition or the satiation from a meal that you get from a shake. And um, I, I have always believed that we've saved money. In isogenics, even with having um, auto ship and, and buying the minimum, always being an isobody, I have never missed an isobody since I started. And, and what is isobody for those who don't know? Isobody challenge is a four month challenge that you um, enter through your back office. It's free except for you have to be an active, you have to have an auto ship, and you have to have two hundred BVs. Uh, no. 500 total over the course of the five 125 BVs a month or 500 over the period of four months. Yeah. Um, and you take your before pictures, you take your measurements, you throw up because you see all that. And then you just go at it for, for four months. And then 
at the end of the first time I did it, I was so successful right away. And I didn't know I was supposed to keep doing it. So, but you, you have to take your after pictures. And I thought, well, my goodness, that was really smart that I took my measurements and I saw the inches I lost. That was more amazing to me than the weight loss. And then to have that before and after picture next to each other and the same person took the pictures and I had the same clothes on in the same exact spot and I couldn't believe it. And I thought I had reached my goal after four months and I still kept doing the isobody challenge and I still kept doing the isogenics protocol and I kept losing weight. And I said, well, I'm still losing weight. She's, and she happens to be a dietitian, And she said, your body will tell you when you're done. So I kept right on going. And then, then I became a finalist. I just, I got down to this great place and I was working out. And um, I sent in my, my essay because I'm a really fast typer. No, I really am. But um, that's my only talent. But um. And they liked what I said. They, if you're unique, you have to send an essay and you can do the isobody challenge without doing the essay. And you still get a $200 coupon. That's where the 200 was coming from. And you have 60 days to use it. So I always use mine for free shipping because I live in Hawaii. So I can order anything I want, anytime I want, and I have free shipping. And then Randy, Randy does too. So that's what we use this one for. Um, but you get two hundred dollars worth of whatever you want to try, and if you want to just buy, you know, Isoline Pro shakes, you can. But um, the Isobody Challenge in two thousand fifteen and two thousand seventeen was an absolute mind-boggling blast because we got to go before it was before the pandemic, and it was cruises and trips and bling, and oh my god. I, we must have gone on eight trips through Isobody between us in two years. So all of the friends we met, um, all of the experiences we had at the events, they were incredible. And we haven't been to an event since for, you know, a few years. But they were so much fun because we knew everybody. Well, we knew a lot of people. And Isobody is its own culture. If, you, if you're an Isobody finalist, you have friends immediately, no matter if you want them or not, because you're jammed in a room. You have your picture taken with barely any clothes on and you get to know everybody's personal hygiene and, um, <laughs> you know, you can help people say, and of course I'm like, that was not a good, cause I'm taking pictures too. Like somebody would say, Oh, can you take pictures for my wife? She's not here. I'm taking pictures. And I'm like, that was not a good picture. You should stand like this. And so I just like took over, you know, and if the photographer did whatever they wanted. And I was like, Oh no, these, you should do this because this is your good side. And somebody needs to tell you this. And I don't know anything about photography, but I pretended like I did. <laughs> and that's how I learn a lot is to pretend like I know. And then it all, I get it all figured out. So good. I pretend yeah. like I know. I can interview myself if you want me to. I'll just pretend like I know how. <laughs> I, I love it. Go for it. I do kind of just go in and take over. I think on the last one, Sean, Sean was interviewing me and I, I know that I'm just kind of taking over, but I think I'm on a roll. <laughs> go for it. No, I'm good. I need to know what you want to know. Well, so I, I, I have two ideas right now. You're talking about the Isobody community. Mm -hmm. Can you compare that to the ER Shred community? No, because there is no comparison. There's no comparison with the ER Shred community because 
I can jump into the ER Shred community anytime and put the dumbest thing I ever thought of or the smartest thing I ever thought of, and I can post it and somebody's going to respond to me. In the Isobody, um, that community is wonderful. If you are on a journey and you're, and this is you and, and you, this is what you're doing and you have a coach and this is, they're telling you to eat the food pyramid from the olden days. It's, it's nothing. You can't, I could not gain as much joy from that as I have from ER Shred. And I mean, I went into it and I was like, what is, what is this Facebook page? Who is this Heather person? Who's this Susan person? You know, and I'm thinking, you know, somebody asked me a question. I didn't know the answer to it. That somebody direct messaged me a question. I'm like, wow, I don't know. You should ask Susan. And they said, well, who's Susan? And I said, oh, let me show you. And I just, I just gave her Susan's, I took Susan's thing. I screenshot it. I said, this is the person you need to go ask because that's above and beyond my expertise. I can't make up an answer to that question. It's a little too hard. <laughs> Usually I just make something up and hope that it's right. <laughs> Usually I'm close. I only make stuff up if I've experienced it and I try to make it sound professional, like spectaculous. I just pick up words on spectaculous. We love making our own words. And I think spectaculous, shredtaculous, 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 that we can make up our own vocabulary. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at my title. I am a shredgicator. We make up mm -hmm. our own words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, um, I feel at home in the community. It came at the exact right time in my life when I had a job I really loved and it kapoof got erased. And I thought, wow, I need to stay busy. So I literally poured myself into that group because nobody rejected me. I kept waiting for somebody to say, you need to shut up, but nobody said shut up. I kept waiting. They still might. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I do have then. editing powers. Like I know how to edit Jesse. So yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I won't take offense, but um, no, I so feel very great. I want to think back to what you were sharing about your childhood, hmm. where you said you didn't feel like you belonged. Do you feel like that has? Um, I have always had that weird, I don't belong anywhere thing because I was an accidental child. I mean, I was not supposed to, I mean, my parents were embarrassed that I came along at the, in their 40s, right? So I always felt like, don't, you, you can just go stand in the corner and be quiet. You know, don't, you don't need to come out and tell everybody that, you know, you were born. I mean, and we had people, like I said, living in our house and I just kind of accepted it. I learned how to be alone, um, which was good, but I never fit into a column, like anywhere in school, um, even in my jobs, I kind of was always the bizarre one that that didn't quite fit in. I didn't fit in a law office at all, but I worked there for 17, 15 years or 17, I don't know. Um, and I loved that job. And um, there were a couple people in that law office that they were quite put off by me, I'm sure. And But they're, they're dear friends now. I mean... They were like, I did not know what to do with you. You came like a bulldozer and you're like, do I have to wear gray hose, gray skirt, a gray jacket and no makeup to work here? Because I can't do that. I can't, cannot. I can't wear pointy-toed shoes. Um, I could type really fast. <laughs> I could always type really fast. But um, I couldn't fit the, I didn't fit the mold. And But I ended up really loving that job because it was helping people who were uh, grieving. 
So I had a lot of grief counseling experience. Um, I got to learn with, and I had Alzheimer's experience because I was my grandpa and people would come in and, you know, we did wills and trusts and I fit there. Finally, after a couple of years, when I convinced them all that suits were stupid and pointy shoes were ouchy, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, that was the first place I really felt like I fit. That's awesome. So. And now you you see that you fit because we embrace the outcasts, right? That's, yeah, that's what I love. Should, Mimi should write a song about being outcasts. <laughs> I believe there is one from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mimi, you and I need to connect on that. I have an idea. Yeah, because um, no, that's never good when she and I connect on, on a creativity collaboration, no, right? No. Well, she asked me if I played the ukulele, and I do, but I can't sing as well as she does, but I pretend. Remember how I said I pretend? I can pretend I can sing. I can, I I can be a I might be I'm, able to help you. I'm a good harmonizer. I just can't sing the I can't sing the main, what do they call that? The main person? The, the melody. melody. Oh, no, no. No, I'm all over the place making everybody else sound good. So that's one but, of the biggest things I love is our community and we embrace everybody. Mm -hmm. All right. So you did your isobody challenge. I'll get back onto your nutritional track now. I just heard a community conversation. I wanted to go there because I know our community, I think, has been so pivotal for so many people. I know it was for me. Mm -hmm. And then the empowerment that I got on my journey to be in the place where I am is because of the community that has been created. And I know mm -hmm the board and the members, we're very protective of our community that we want it to stay the way it is because it mm -hmm. is, it is just so powerful and so mm -hmm. positive and so welcoming. And mm -hmm. I just love that part about it. Yeah. All right. So you did your isobody challenge. You did your travels. Then what happened on your journey? Um, I maintained my weight until 2019 when we moved and then I went down the slippery slope of thinking that cheese and nacho chips were a meal. They're not. You sound like my husband, but okay. Yeah. We ate it every day. We thought it was great. Look, cheese and corn. We're like Indians. We're eating corn and cheese. Cheese. You know, every day we just ate it. It was awful. We weren't getting any nutrition. I couldn't use the shakes very well. I was feeling bloaty. I didn't understand what was happening. I went to dairy free. I didn't care for them. So I'd be, I'd do like a shake a week. Cause I just, ugh. of course, you know, the bars are yummy and I'm chowing on the bars. That's not good. So, um, I just looked at myself one day and thought, wow, this is at hand. I, I knew it was, I knew it was happening when it was happening. It's because of my clothes, and I'm the queen of knowing what clothes fit. That's why I had gold jeans instead of the gold weight. And I, and I still can't get in the gold jeans, and I'm giving them away to somebody who can because it's an unrealistic size for me. I was on I was on the isobody stage when I got into those jeans, and I really didn't remember that about them. Um, I could wear them as socks or mittens, maybe, uh, but not or a scarf. They'd be not, a nice denim scarf, but not on my body. So uh, I bought new jeans, and they're my new gold jeans, and I did get in them, and I feel comfortable. And I, oh, whole story. Here's a story for you. I went to Iowa to visit my sister, 
who has Lewy body dementia. And my oldest sister was also there and she's 79. So she, she says, well, what do you, what do you want to eat? And I said, just meat and butter. I already told my brother-in-law, just meat and butter, just eggs, meat, butter. And I'll bring my own beef sticks and la la la. And he goes, okay. So, I mean, he had this refrigerator full of meat and butter and chicken and fish and meat and bacon. So I had two shakes a day. I made my sister one, my brother-in-law one. We drank bone broth. I had my stuff sent there. I didn't carry it with me. By the end of the thing, she had put in her shred order because she said she felt better. And it was so easy. You know, our whole life isn't like in the kitchen doing something. We're, we were sitting, chatting and laughing and having a good time being with each other instead of cleaning up the kitchen and getting plates out. And, you know, we still had the meat meal, but that was easy. So it was, it was wonderful. And I didn't, and she was even, she sat in the room when I was on another call. Might've been with Sean last week. I might've been in Iowa, but um, she's like, wow, those people are really nice. You know, I said, no. I said, I, I think you'll like it. But she, she wanted to, her, all of, she wanted everybody to do it with her. And I'm like, you can just do it for yourself. And then once you, once you experience it, do, do it with other people. She says, no, I believe you. I think it's great. And, and I feel so much better. And I feel so much more energy. And I was like, whatever you want to do, I'll help you. And, you know, she's been isogenic with me since 2013, off and on. I was just going to ask, what was her experience before when you did it? She she thought it was very restricted. She didn't like in the olden days when you had to do auto ship to be able to get a discount and all of the stuff. And she was trying to help us be successful. And we just were product users, mm-hmm. you know, and, and until ER Shred, I wasn't interested in, in um, looking into anything else except being a product user. But it's so different that uh, kind of caught on fire again. With, you know, maybe this is shareable. Maybe other people might like to see how this goes. So, for example, next Tuesday, I have a friend coming over. He says, I'm going to come over and I'll bring Randy a steak and then we'll do liver and onions, okay? Yes. Randy's like, oh, my God. Why don't you just bring a hoof? You know, but we have liver and onions and, and they're they're doing it. Our friends are doing it. They love it. You know, it's just how can you not catch excitement of it if you're in the group for for five minutes you're looking at the people they're posting something goofy they're posting a silly song they're posting something serious they're asking a legitimate question um you know and the guides and i have to give you kudos to the guides because i am anal retentive about my closet and my cupboards and this and everything has to be in a row and if it's not i don't it's not like it drives me bananas i just prefer it that way and so I'm, I was going through those guides. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so organized. Somebody like me must have done this. I must meet her. <laughs> she needs to be my new best friend because it was brilliantly laid out. I mean, anything you would want to know, what should I go to the store and buy? Oh, look, a shopping guide. Oh, what should, what's, should I expect on a shake day? What can I eat? Well, what are the brand names? What else can I have on a maintenance day? How, when do maintenance days happen? All of it was right there. All I did was put it in the search bar and kaboom. I never had, I always found whatever I was looking for. So you are the queen. <laughs> I think that's because they left me alone with 127th and 8th graders. 
So I need to be organized and know where everything is at every moment. Yeah, um, you know, you've done a hard job with that age group. Oh boy. So I, I, I think, you know, my background, and I hope people have realized this, is my background has nothing to do with health and nutrition. Well. I just teach. It's so helpful though. I mean, that's, you're just an organized educator. And that's you're what right. I love too about our community is if you have something that's going to give to our community, it's welcomed with open arms. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I love calls like this. I love our Come Alive calls because our community is so big. But as people start to share and we learn more, like, look at how much more comes out. Imagine if Mimi never sang a song for us. Mm -hmm. What would our community be? But, you know, I don't feel like the community's big. I feel like it's full of love, but I don't feel like it's as massive. When I hear how many people are in it, I'm like, But there yeah, are a lot of people who don't want to share, and they're just learning and, and absorbing. And they're in their obnoxious or more obnoxious-lated people. Oh, well, I mean, they're well, later. What can I say? But I do. I, I, I like to be helpful and and you know you can call me and ask me a question you can instant message me i'll answer your question if i know it if i don't know it i truly will admit it truly um but i want everybody to be successful and and i also like what you said you know how to use the search bar you know how to find the guides and if mm -hmm. we continue to educate people around doing that then they become more empowered like you empowered yourself. This is what I love is that mm -hmm. you said, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to know what I'm doing. And so yeah. you took on the empowerment because the resources are there for anybody to be successful if they want yeah. to be. So I want to talk more about mindset and goals because you talked about your genes. What advice would you give to people around goals, realistic goals, adjusting goals? Talk to well, yourself as if. Well, just decide that you're going to do it. And just decide that you know it's going to be successful and commit to the 11 day shred. That's how I started. And after three days, I came alive. I truly did. I felt it. I knew it. I, I, I felt the same way when I started Isogenics, but this was a little bit more intense um, because I wasn't hungry. And so were you I thought, hungry wow. on the traditional? I was. And then I did two cleanses in a row, which for me was an absolute, you've got to freaking be kidding me. I just did two cleanse days and I woke up the third day and I wasn't, I, I felt like I could do another cleanse day. I didn't even care about what time I drank my shake. And that really was a game changer for me because I had never been able to get through two days without torturing myself, like torture. So I thought I couldn't live without ionics. I decided to do everything exactly what you said. Um, and I did. I did it clean to the, I mean, drastically, strictly, but that's how I do it. I want to I see what happens if I do it the right way. And then the next time, maybe if I felt like I needed something, I could do it. I didn't have a massive amount of weight to lose, but I sure did have 25 pounds to lose. And it worked. 
and I thought fantastic. And I thought, well, how far do I want to go with this? Because I lost, mm, I'd say 12 pounds on the first shred. 12 pounds of inflammation and, and whatever de doo da that was, it was gone. But it doesn't mean anything to me. Because I knew all I had to do was look at something and I would have three pounds back on. But it didn't really happen that way. And I maintained, it, it stayed off. So, but then my weight loss slowed down because I still have not, I'm still um, working on my mindset of being active. And um, my husband has sustained an injury in his shoulder and we're trying to work around that and be more active. And it's a great excuse to blame it on him. And, uh, but we are, we have, we have the ability to walk our dogs and everything. But if I were more active, it would have come off faster, but I wasn't in a hurry. I wanted to see what happened if I didn't exercise because I'm the queen of saying, and I only just did Pilates, which is exercise, truly, it's hard, but I did it sporadically. I wasn't committed to the movement until Jesse said we had to be, then I did because he said we had to be, and I'm a rule follower. And I followed the rules. I followed the rules. When he said that, I'm like, well, how long will, how many squats can I do in 10 minutes? That's a lot of squats. So yeah. I brush my I brush my teeth and I do my squats. That's like 60. 60 squats if you do them fast. I mean, and you're brushing your teeth for for as long as you're supposed to brush your teeth. You've got you've got 3 or 4 minutes in right there. And you only have 7 more minutes. Do do Sally with your squats. Yeah. Do you know that song? Moby's Ooh. Flower. They no. say Sally up, Sally down and you do your squats in line with the music. No. I posted that workout uh oh, I better it's find a, it. It's a three minute workout or it sings Sally up, Sally down. And then when you, you stay down through the verse, because the verse is still going. Oh. And then you're up and down. No, I try it. My is. seven year old loves it. Yeah, he's adorable. Yes. So uh, all I can say is I had a, then I decided I was going to probably try to drop 25 pounds and get to a certain weight. And of course, I couldn't quite get into to, to that area. So I did, decided that I was going to get into these jeans. Then I saw that they still came right up to my knees. I thought, well, unrealistic. Let's adjust. You know, if it's unrealistic, you're not going to get into something that you wore when you're in high school. And I'm almost 60 years old. Well, I am 60 years old. But So how would you help somebody in the mindset that can't get past that? You have to decide that you're worth it. You have to decide that you're worth your own effort. It, we can't decide it for you. If you need to reach out for support, absolutely do that. Get a buddy. I had I had two buddies doing with me. I mean, outside of the group, in the group, but outside of the group. And um, did we need each other? Maybe not, but it sure was way more fun. We were accountable to each other and to the group. I posted every day something I thought would be valuable, even if it was just to reinforce my commitment to myself. I can't help anybody take care of themselves or or make the decision for themselves unless I know I could do it myself. But I was determined to never feel like crap again about myself because that's just no fun to be around. And who wants to be around somebody who's a Debbie Downer? I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I want to be a Ursula Upper. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I want to be fun to be around so people will choose to, you know, to come over to my house and be with me. And, and I, I know how good I feel. 
and I think I, I want to be um, maybe regarded as joyful and loving and caring and giving instead of, oh, my God, just give me another pretzel and pass the beer, which I could do that, too, but I'm right now. But um, that's just who I want to be. I want to be that joyful person that attracts other joyful people. And you attract what you put out. You can't be happy unless you give out happiness. So I, I like being a cheerleader for other people. Because I, I, you know, it's fun. So, what's some of the cheerleading you would do for somebody who can't make that decision for themselves yet? Um, I'd ask them, "What's holding you back?" Write it down, and say, if, "Can it hold you? Can you put it aside for eleven days? Can you put it aside for three days? Can you put it aside for five days?" Oh, I'm afraid to do the cleanse. Why? I'll do it with you. We'll call each other every time we do a shot of cleanse. We'll call each other, and I would just say, "Get the support you need." Making the decision about your own health isn't really all about you. It's about your family. Who loves you? Why do they love you? Don't you think they want you alive? Don't you think they think, you know, and if you're, I don't mean to bring this up, but if you are a lover of being a victim, it's harder to get a mindset of health and wellness because it's so easy to be in a victim setting because you get negative attention. But if you're not a victim, the positive, the positive attention is so much more fun. Because you have so much more energy and you have so much more aliveness in then you can help other people realize, wow, don't sit there and ladle downer gravy on your head. You know, be up and, and help other people and be alive and be a good person on this earth. Yeah. So coach. So any other tips for coaching through that victim or um, do people even do you notice that people even think what they realize when they're playing the victim? They don't. Or do you they don't. call them on that? It's a negative. It, Check yourself, and and we used to do this, and I think here's how I check to see if I'm in victim mode or if I'm in negativity mode. I check to see how many times a day I use the word no, not, don't, all of the negative words. So Randy and I, and even our old job, we used to say we're having a day where we can only say positive words. If you try to say a negative word, you have to change it. You, you can't even use the word can't or don't. And check yourself and see how many times you do it and make a check mark on a page. And maybe you need to check yourself because you might be dragging other people down around you. And maybe that's why you're not productive at your job or at home. Who wants to be around that person? If you like being alone and getting the negative attention, you know, I, I can't I can't help you. But if, if you if you realize it and you're like, wow, I wish I had your energy. Well, the energy is is I choose to be positive. There's a lot more energy up here than there is down here. You're a lot more closer to love and happiness and joyfulness than you are when you're underneath that. We call, we call it the line of poop. Because poop is down there and happiness is up here. And I would really rather be up here because poop's icky. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. And I really think there is power to writing things down. You can't just say it. Uh-uh. You Oh, and there I am using a negative word. Right. It's just, it's a really interesting day when you decide. You can do that with your son. Oh, do you want to start with him before I take it to my classroom? Let's be yeah. honest. But I'll, it I'll be, be real about it. Yeah. And every time somebody does it, I have to go. And we had we had a a whiteboard at work, and we would mark it. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry, but I believe that you used a negative word. Where? And I would repeat it, and they're like, "Oh crap." Then the next day we would do something fun, like we had to sing a song with all of our answers. You know, 
somebody would say something and, and a song from the 80s would come up and that's how you had to answer it. So we would we would deflect all of that and have fun the next day, but it was a struggle. That's, there is power in words and I love that. And I and now you're making me very mindful of how I respond to you. But I mm -hmm. do believe that there is a lot of power in actually writing it down because that's when it becomes concrete. Mm -hmm. So your vision, your goals, mm -hmm. tracking what you're doing, mm -hmm. when you make it concrete, you are more able to reflect. Is that what you're saying? That That's yeah. what I'm hearing. It can only be your decision. Somebody else is unable to make that decision for you. Now, I could have said somebody else can't make that decision for you, but I didn't. You know, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me what other people think of me. It only matters what I think of me and how I'm present in a room. But everybody wants to be loved, I think. And it's much easier to love somebody who's up here vibrating at a higher frequency. And I mean, we have crystals and music bowls and all kinds of things all over our house. Do they work? I don't know. They make me happy. You know, I'm not some Fruit Loop that thinks I have to go sit in a bowl and gong it. Although I would, if somebody said, just try it, it's fun. I would do it. But um, it's all, it's in here, it's in here. You know, have a conversation with your higher self. You know, is this is this the ER shred good for me? I believe that it is. Well, I'm gonna help you through it. Just talk yourself through it. If you can't find somebody else to help you, I'll help you. Instant message me. I'm I know I'm bananas. I, I just think you're okay with me. I one thousand percent love it. I really, really do. Do you feel like some of that creativity and that positive energy and that vibe has grown since you started shredding? Did you notice a difference in any of that? I believe that it has. I can be very entertaining. Um, yeah, I do. I'm a, I'm a lot more energetic. Um, I think I'm smarter. <laughs> Not really. Butter Maybe. makes your brain better. I'm telling you what. I, I really feel like I have, have learned so much with the protocol on this. That I can't help but open my mouth when somebody says, oh, what do you want me to bring? We had a party. What do you want me to bring? How about deviled eggs? Well, I think I had five people bring deviled eggs because I was afraid they were going to bring like potato salad or something. And I mean, I know what it, and somebody did and I ate it and I was sorry I ate it. I feel like I have this wealth of knowledge and the ability to share it because I can, I can speak of it with some intelligence behind it um i can write it i can type it i can share it why not do it if it's gonna enhance somebody's um what is it not their value of life but their their level of happiness and their their vibration in life vibration their independence you know and, and teaching people about how to how to use their core because when you're 80 you need it to go to the bathroom you need your legs. You need your body. You don't want somebody helping you do that. Ooh, it's not fun to have to rely on somebody to help you. And I, I mean, I've done it my whole life. I realized it early on. You know, that's why I do squats when I brush my teeth. You it know? makes it a difference. 
Yeah, yeah. So the strength, the strength is here. The strength is in your body. The strength is in your heart. Um, I just want to be a good person and uh, share the knowledge of what makes me tick. And this ER shred makes me tick. It absolutely does. And mm -hmm. a lot of what I'm hearing, yes, you're working your way towards your goal and you lost your 12 pounds in your 11 days, but it sounds like that's not what's important of what ha came from your journey since you started. Right. I feel um, the clarity. I feel very, I feel like I can communicate pretty clearly most of the time. Sometimes I would search for a word and it just wouldn't come to me. But now it's right there. And if it's not, I just make up a word like smartaculous. And then it, I just. Smartaculous. I thought we were changing it. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of new words I made up because sometimes that's just who I am. And I, <laughs> it's just a, it's a fun way to go through your life laughing instead of being morose and down. You know, I don't, I don't want to, I want to, my dogs are happy. How come they're happy all the time? Because we feed them good food. We feed them good dog food. Um, I can tell when I change their dog food. They act differently. They aren't excited about eating it. They kind of like flip us off with their little paws and say, I'm not eating this crap. Where's our other dog food? I mean, they give you a look like this is stinky because I accidentally bought the wrong dog food and now I, I got the look. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. But, you know, I be like a puppy. They're fun. They're loving. They're, they're joyful. They go through their life and all they want to do is be around people and, and spread joy. That's so fabulous. There's got to be a song in there somewhere. I don't know. Oh, there will be. Mimi will watch the replay and she'll have a song for us in a day. That's what happens. The creativity flows. You you have freed so much that I, I think you even see it in our community that mm -hmm. people are coming alive. And it's not the weight loss. It's not the... Inches, it's not about that anymore. No. And that's what I love about this is it's about the vibration. Mm -hmm. You're shredding those lower layers of vibration and you're coming up. Your creativity is coming back to life. And look at the people who are on the interviews and they're brave. I don't think it takes, personally, I've had to give, I've had to be the interviewer. So I'm not afraid to obviously be on a call. But there are people who, who sweat bullets about it. And gosh, they're doing it. And where did they and get so, that courage from us, from this group? The so what other words of courage do you have for those? Because we have a come alive call tomorrow night. What would you um, say to those who are who are watching in the wings and oh who gosh, have their transformations? You're going to help one person. And if, if you knew you helped one person, wouldn't you feel great about helping that person? Like, wow, I helped somebody. That's really what innately humans want to do is help each other. And if you were brave and shared your story and said, oh, I had I had swelling in my feet and I couldn't get my tennis shoes on. And, and now I can. What if that person is like, well, I, I have swelling in my feet and I can't get my tennis shoes on. What if they related to you in some the most silliest thing you ever thought of? And just because you opened your mouth and shared it, you might have helped somebody. And if if you're not geared to helping anybody that's okay too you can be a loner and be in the group but there's no reason to be afraid to to be interviewed to be asked questions and you can just 
You can even have a, a conversation with the person who's interviewing you say, please don't ask me about this or, you know, tell them your fear factor. I don't have a fear factor, obviously. I can, well, I can make one up, but I don't feel like it right now. I feel that too. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to live. I'm, I'm afraid to be unhealthy and dependent on somebody else because I've, I've been the helper person for so many years. I've been a caregiver and I've for a long time and I, I'd rather be on this end of it. I went over yesterday and helped an 89 year old lady paint her toenails because she was, she couldn't reach. That wasn't hard. I learned a whole bunch about what the Olympics were like in 1951 because she tried out for them. I learned all this great stuff sitting at the foot of an elderly person, literally painting her toenails. It was awesome. And she was so excited that I, she got to share something and she was so happy and we're doing it again. And it was so fulfilling. I mean, it was fulfilling work. It wasn't work. It was joyful. And isn't that what sharing the shred is? It is. I secretly cleaned her toilet, but don't tell her. <laughs> well, she's probably not on Facebook, so we're okay. No, yeah. Well, I had to use her toilet and I'm thinking, well, I might as well just go ahead and clean this up a little bit. I organized a few cupboards too, but don't tell her. <laughs> but that's how much energy I have. That's what I was going to say. When we get into those zones, mm -hmm. things can happen very quickly for us mm -hmm. because we have the energy, because we have the clarity. We can see it. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I are similar in that organizational thing that our brain will organize it for us. And then mm -hmm. our bodies can physically do that organization because they're finally keeping up with each other. It's like, just like I, clutter. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with it. There's no clutter in my house. I'm working on that. I have a seven-year-old. Well, you have an excuse. Yeah, I don't have an excuse. I'm, I'm working on that. But I think one of the other things, too, though, the, the shred, you just made me realize this. The shred gave my body the energy to keep up with my mind. Because my yeah. mind is and 100 miles an hour. Right, it spins out. Being able to say that's quite a statement. But I think that's why things are so calm. Do you, do you feel like you're more level? I do. And I'm less agitated ask ask my husband i don't get agitated about stuff like i used to um dogs barking um i just i'm like oh well, i don't know what that dog's journey here is on earth but obviously it's to bark or um electronics if i can't like you saw me when we first got on this call i'm like what the holy heck and i, I normally i would be like sweating bullets thinking oh no ah, i don't care we figure it out. I just calmly thought, well, what do I do here? And I didn't get all wound up about it. Normally, the old me would have said, wow, I just messed this whole entire thing up. <laughs> Ooh-hoo, poor me. No way. There's always, a, there's always a better way, a happier way. If you just pay attention, there's, there's always a positive something to learn. You just have to pay attention. I love that. I mean, so I, I feel like I have been called to task from, from this interview. I feel like I've learned even more, which is why I love when I get to fill in on these calls. 
and I'm honored that I am allowed to because I want to track myself in my language and I'm going to have a positives only day. Mm -hmm. So you get to represent, you get to represent that to kids. How fun is that? I don't know if I'm there this week because we have April break next week. Yeah. So we have three more days of containment. But you're going to get through it. We are going to get through it. We absolutely are. Oh my gosh. But I, I am grateful to you for helping me realize those little things and how often they come out and giving me that slap of awareness mm-hmm. will really help me move forward and grow. So mm-hmm. all of you that are getting these tidbits from Kathy, leave all of your love for her on this call because this has been extremely valuable. And I, on behalf of the board, I am grateful for you to come and share with us. I am grateful for your encouragement to others to come and share with us as well. I'm grateful for you sharing about how to change your mind around goals and be realistic. And it's Mm -hmm. okay to change. Mm -hmm. It really is because that's part of the lifestyle. If anybody wants help with like, um, if you're, if you're doing the eyes of body challenge and you're like, I can, I can whip this into shape with my body, but you're having trouble with the essay part, reach out to any ice of body finalists. They'll help you. They know what, they know what they're looking for. And you know, some of us are wordsmiths and some of us aren't. And some of us make up words. And sometimes that attracts attention. They're looking for unique. You know, anybody can drop 50 pounds, but who can represent it in a positive way to have other people go, wow, I think I can do that. They, they want role models, positive role models. If that's, that's really something you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what the ER Shred community is. We mm-hmm. all learn from each other. We all show up. We all share for each other. So I know we are coming to the top of the hour and I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on with me. A reminder to the community that tomorrow night, eight Eastern, so two Hawaiian time, right? Two o'clock in the That's right. I, I can't do the math. Is the come alive call, come in the Zoom. So many of you are gonna be on your first Wednesday because we did kick off the group on Monday. Come into the community, take the energy from those of us who have been there before that are cleansing with you. Don't just sit on Facebook and watch, get on that Zoom link. Then Thursday night, for those of you who have signed up for the Shredder's Way, we have our Zoom call for that training. If you need more information, make sure you request to join ShreddersUnite.com. That is our business Facebook group. All of the information around that call is in there. Thank you once again for coming live. We appreciate you on behalf of the ER Shred Board. Everybody have a fantastic night. Thanks. You guys can do it.